Hello, and welcome to Tea and Grumpets, the outer space intergalactic podcast from my mouth to your ears. As always, I am the British component of the Atlantean duo that is Glenn and Mike. Uh, I am Glenn. And I'm Alien Mike. And welcome to the show. Uh, and a good show, actually. We're going to be talking about uh, something which everyone always wonders about. And everyone, I don't think anyone on the planet has never, ever heard of this subject. It's uh, UFOs. Uh, unidentified flying Ostriches. objects. Uh, but before we start all that mike how have you been um fair fine i guess you know still living in the twilight zone life is crazy had a very peaceful weekend which was beautiful and uh had some fun and here we are so i'm okay you know i can't complain how about you uh yeah exactly the same uh can't complain although i can complain because i took the top of one of my finger nails off like half the nail yeah. with a peeler at the weekend and it was just horrible having to kind of pick the nail off out of my finger without wanting to vomit everywhere so i've got a real phobia about nails and having them ripped out yeah so does everyone else god now i'm gonna vomit yeah. i just ate a burrito Ugh. <laughs> 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 yeah so it wasn't it wasn't the, the most pleasant of experiences to uh, have happened and i kind of just stared at it in disbelief luckily i had a dinner to prepare so i was like oh i've just got to carry on with this and not worry about it otherwise i think i would have probably had a meltdown well what do you peel um, vegetables with a samurai sword like no so, a... you know like you know a potato peeler it's like a, a blade on a handle yeah but it's like uh, not deathly sharp it's not gonna rip off a nail what are you thing did. I think it caught me at the right wrong angle, just ripped across the nail. Uh, oh, yeah, I was just uh. like, Ugh! I was like, oh, it shouldn't be seen. It shouldn't be seen. Uh, <laughs> and then I, I had my girlfriend laugh at me. Uh, she was cooking with me, and then she proceeded to burn her hand about 10 minutes later. At the sight of I, your hand, she was like, you know what, yeah. it's not going to happen to me, let me set this on fire and take precaution. Yeah, so <laughs> she burnt her hand, I laughed and said it was instant karma, uh, and then we, then we ended up into a competition about whose hand was worse. And then you both spontaneously um, combusted. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah. Yeah, what a week, what a week. So we are going to be talking for the next hour, or in a bit, maybe, about UFOs. Yeah. So Mike, tell me, what do you know about UFOs? Um, not much, because they're unidentified. So, you know, no, I, I mean, I thought I saw one as a kid. Um, I had this telescope, and we were looking out the, the back, uh, you know, <laughs> window, and I call over, I'm like, Mom, Mom, come take a look. I, I see something, I, I see a UFO. And she looked, and she goes, yeah. That's very nice. Patted me on the head and walked away. So, you know, I thought I saw one, but what do I know? It could have been anything. A dot on, like, a, a speck of dirt on the telescope. But um, they're, they're fascinating. They're, they're interesting. I mean, I think anyone who, like, truly believes in this is, uh, you know, a little bit crazy. So uh, I guess I have to, you know, accept that I'm insane because I thought I saw one as a kid. Or I was just mm -hmm. a dumb kid. But how about you? What's your relationship to UFOs? Um, well, it boils down to the question, uh, do I believe alien life exists? Yes, I'd say mathematically it's impossible that it doesn't. Um, are they visiting Earth? Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing, it's like, one is 
the you know the technology you need to get anywhere in the galaxy is way beyond what we can even imagine even the, you know the physics we understand uh you couldn't get here if you are doing it by conventional means whatever's getting here isn't biological it's going to be synthetic uh and then it begs the question why would you bother what's here that's uh, not everywhere else um I think so yeah so that, that's kind of i mean it, you know we'd want to know that something else is out there but maybe if they came to see and be like oh okay bye like <laughs> all right these people are on like stage one of all these things but one of those youtube channels did like a whole thing like the four steps that they would need uh to find actual other life and like we are so not even close to like step one that no. it's just you know involving wormholes and all this crazy stuff so um i don't listen your math is probably definitely better than mine but i at this point i mean uh, we're here for such a short amount of time mm-hmm. you know like I, and there are so many people within our lifetime that have claimed to s- seem these to get abducted, which we're going to cover today. Um, it makes me question people's sanity. And, I mean, the term exists for a reason, but I want to know, where did the term UFO come from? Well, uh, Mike, it's good you actually asked me that. Uh, more accurately... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nice you actually asked me that. Uh, so, the, the term, is, but it's been around for a while, and it, uh, I believe it originated uh, with the United States Air Force in 1953, um, and it was a technical and military term. However, before that, we had the words flying saucer. Now, flying saucer comes from a chap called Kenneth Arnold, who was a pilot. And he was uh, flying over Mount Rainier. And for those in the horror game will know Mount Rainier was the uh, inspiration for a little horror story called The Exorcist. Because the Mount Rainier boy who was possessed, Mm -hmm. uh, that's the actual case The Exorcist was based on. Uh, Weirdly, in the same year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's odd there that the Mount Rainier exorcism case happened in 1947, uh, which is when Kenneth Arnold said he saw nine metallic objects that were disc-shaped and then the term flying saucer nine? sprang up. Nine? Nine objects, yeah, off his wing. He saw a bright flashing light uh, and he, it was reflecting off metallic. So he thought he was close to another aircraft and he looked around uh, and he could see a plane behind him. But then he started seeing a series of bright flashes off to his left uh and yeah he saw these things just sitting there cruising along and he reported them the reports were taken seriously uh and that's where the term flying saucers came from Ugh, I, don't know, uh, man. I, I think one of his friends yeah. just drew some dots on his uh you know cockpit and then he had a seizure those were the lights like pretty easy to debunk that one but okay nine of them like when have you ever heard anyone being like yeah so nine flying saucers like, right. I don't know. This is the thing, you know. Uh, before this, you know, in in the World War Two, you had a lot of pilots in Europe and both America report Foo Fighters. You ever heard of them? I know the band pretty good. Now, the band is named after this phenomena in World War Two, and what they were is um, a lot of military aircraft, uh, both sides as well. You know, um, Allies and Axis reported seeing glowing balls of light 
that would actually trail their craft, which they put down to it's the other side until you had the war is over. Both sides start comparing notes and they go, no, that wasn't us. And it's no, that wasn't us. Um, And they they were Foo Fighters. That's what they used to call them. Uh, And it was just a, you know, these things were seen a lot during the conflict, uh, just popping up trailing uh, military aircraft going around which is kind of strange in itself but again this is the thing right is uh i've actually seen photos of these Foo fires that were taken um by military surveillance um so i've actually seen these and they do look weird they look like balls of lightning to be honest Mm. um so you had them so you know the whole modern age of the ufo going back to 1947 as kind of a, a a misdirection there it actually goes back a lot further you can go back to Chinese astronomers reporting seeing strange things in the sky. You've got actual Egyptians and lots of ancient cultures worshipping sky days. Um, you know, and if you want to really get into some of the the pseudo conspiracy stuff, you want to talk, look at, read a book by a guy called uh, Eric von Daniken called Chariot of the Gods. Now, von Daniken he postulates about the ancient astronauts, and he goes through every culture in the world, and this is all pre-Christian stuff. And he finds every culture in there talks about visitations from, and they, they class them as gods. But there's a lot of weird stuff in there where when you actually look at the drawings these ancient people did, of uh, the vehicles that the gods arrived in, they do look kind of like a mechanical flying device. Hmm. Are they aliens? Is it someone with a good imagination? We don't know. But this is a phenomena that has been throughout history with humans since the dawn of time and probably before that uh they people have reported even in their cultures about the gods come from the sky you know you've got things like angels have wings because they come from the sky that's how people interpret them they're winged beings um you know anything of a pair of wings you're probably seeing that someone's interpreted that because they've seen it in the sky uh, how these things start, whether they start as someone writing down a story and then it, it just catches on and people put two and two together, you don't know. But it's, it's it's very interesting that all of our gods and myths all come from the sky and there's stories throughout every culture about gods coming down. I'm not one of these people who believes that aliens built the pyramids, by the way. Um, I think that was just done through slave labour and hard work. Yeah, same, I mean, it's, yeah. it's like... Yeah, people believe a lot of stuff. People are also yeah. really dumb, okay? Like, you know, I'm one of them. But to tell me that aliens came and built the pyramids, I, I will just look at you like you are an alien yourself. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it, we've, seen, we've all seen pictures from a long time ago of unidentified flying objects or something and it could just be our relationship like from now to then i don't know but uh, they've been around forever forever as you mm-hmm. so beautifully put it i mean but this kenneth arnold guy i mean seems a little bit weird to me uh you know very very detailed report let me read exactly what he said it's shaped like a pie plate If a man walked up to me in 1947 and said, hey, I saw something in the sky. It was flat like a pie pan, pie plate. I'd say, what drugs are you on? When's the last time did you see a doctor? Don't ever speak to me again. Thank you. Like, uh, 
for me, this whole thing, there's such a disconnect. It's like, we haven't seen them. I, I haven't seen them. Like, or maybe I have, but I was a stupid kid. I have such a disconnect. It's like, dude, there are movies. There's a whole genre based on UFOs. Like, mm-hmm. but I just don't believe it. I just don't. You know, that, that one day you're going to be driving. You know, that brings us to uh, a, cu- a couple that we're going to talk about. And then aliens are going to land in the middle of the highway. Take me. And I'm going to lose five days time. Like, that's pushing past my brain capacity or my willingness to suspend disbelief so mm-hmm. anyway sorry to interject but uh kenneth arnold great that he turned the coin but crackpot so. <laughs> um, i don't think he was a crackpot i think he saw something uh whether we could say it was alien you, you don't know but even he doesn't say it was alien he just saw something yeah and i understand um, if it's an unidentified flying object that I can totally understand. Because mm-hmm. guess what? If I could throw a, a cucumber as fast as I could past your face, and that could mm-hmm. be classified as an unidentified flying object. You'd be like, oh, I don't know what that is. It's a UFO. Yeah, it's such a broad term. You know, it could be a hot air balloon. It could be all this crap. So, uh, sure, maybe he saw something, but was it alien? And he never says it. Then I have a little more respect. But when, but Glenn, first thing you think of when you think of UFO is what uh, Roswell. Okay, well that's a terrible answer. The word alien. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like okay, what is driving the UFO, Glenn? Yeah, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? Because there's so many theories about what's inside. Whether you know, I've heard, I've read books of books on the subject and some people say you know it's not actually aliens they're humans from the future um <laughs> that's some a say south it's park inter- episode <laughs> it's interdimensional travel um yeah so aliens and uh, if we, sh- we can't really do an episode about talking briefly about aliens and you look at photos of photos drawings and such <laughs> photos you wouldn't even be having this discussion if they're photos um you look at drawings of aliens uh, they all seem to follow the classic grey um, archetype alien. Yeah. Uh, almond-shaped head with the big black eyes. Small mouth. Almost look like a fetus. Um, <laughs> no, they do. They look like a, a pre-developed fetus. Um, that's how you interpret it? Awesome. Cool. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. And everyone has these... Um, yeah. Everyone has these theories about what they are. And it's always the... Oh, I, I, I saw, a, I saw a, a grey, blah, blah, blah. Now, I've got to tell you a funny story about these aliens, right? Because um, I went to a party when I was about 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got so drunk that I left where this party was happening. I saw taxi cabs turning to pick people up. I, I panicked and thought I was being abducted, right? Ran away. I got rugby tackled by four blokes. <laughs> because i've just gone nuts they were pinning me down i thought i was actually being abducted okay and i i couldn't see them i was seeing something else um <laughs> I had to, my dad came and picked me up it's the worst i've ever been it's the drunkest i've ever been what the hell did you right. drink I, this is the thing uh everything oh, okay uh, all right and i was enough. in bed and I took my dog up up the stairs with me, and I'm telling you, I was so drunk, I was still seeing one of these things in my bedroom, and I just covered, 
<laughs> I just covered my head and went to sleep. And then, and then woke up uh, the next morning, <laughs> not really remembering what had happened. But apparently, talking to the people who pinned me down, I was throwing punches and kicks and headbutts to get them off me and screaming, you're not taking me, you're not taking me. Um, <laughs> I went nuts. Have you ever gotten so drunk you see aliens? That is a uh, new one. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, apparently, like, they're like, yeah, we had to pin you down. You weren't messing about. Um, wow. But yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, that's a strange that, through su- suggestion, maybe, my mind went there of all things to hallucinate about. Um, wow. But yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> Damn, like I, listen, I, I've consumed some beverages. Never to the point of hallucinating into seeing aliens. So maybe, just maybe, Kenneth Arnold, driving his plane, was so drunk that he was hallucinating seeing aliens. Mm. That's amazing, Glenn. That's like, wow. Did you see anything else like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster, or was it just aliens? Uh, it was just, just aliens wow. that time. Um and that's why I say you can never trust. You can never trust your own um, eyes. Yeah. No, because uh, you know I've I've seen things that I know my brain's conjured up and they've not been there uh, due to various states of intoxication. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so you can't actually trust your own eyes. Now, if someone else was there and said, "Yeah, you did see that. I saw it as well." <laughs> Maybe I'd change my tune. However, yeah. So you got the the classic grey aliens, right? And talking of these grey aliens, a very famous crash happened very shortly after Kenneth Arnold's UFO sighting, and it was the Roswell incident. Now, no date is exact for when this came down, but what you had there is the the generally agreed date is it happened on uh, Independence Day Mm -hmm. in 1947. So you had a farmer report wreckage. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, it's basically he reports there's wreckage on there, um, and the military get involved, and they basically go out driving out there. And what happens is, you have Jesse Marcel, uh, who basically was the investigating officer, uh, who said it was, uh, and he was a chap based at the Roswell uh, Air Force Base. He basically says it was a weather balloon. And since then, you've had all kinds of crazy reports come out saying it wasn't a weather balloon. Some people have talked about the actual material uh, being able to be molded and shaped, and it was a material not of this earth. There's other talks that a body was found there as well, uh, or bodies, uh, small child-sized bodies. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing out there, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, there is that. Uh, and this this has become famous throughout history as there was a crash in Roswell mm-hmm. and the re- the wreckage of the balloon and I'm doing air quotes here was uh, basically carted off and locked up and never seen from again. Um, now here's the question, right? Here's the question. Uh, so if you can make a craft that can reach Earth, <laughs> is it really so? Delicate that he'd smash it into the side of the planet. Maybe, just maybe, the aliens were really, 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 really drunk, and they were flying, and they're like, "Oh my God, I'm seeing humans!" And they just crashed into the to, to Roswell. 
Maybe it's the other, the opposite of you. I mean, no, no. I mean, and they also had the whole alien autopsy hoax, which uh, I've seen hundreds of times. The the film yep. from 1995, you know, and it, and it looked compelling. Like maybe, maybe. And then in 2006, the guy that did it, he's like, hey, it was mostly a reconstruction, uh, not really. You know, it's basically fiction. So, but that it, it propagated, it pushed forward this this myth, this mythology of something happened there. And like for the government to say that it's a hot air balloon, yeah, it, it was handled really poorly, I think. I mean, I wasn't alive, obviously, but it's it doesn't sound plausible. Uh, something happened, obviously, but uh, we'll never know. But it, it's that's, huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's freaking. Yeah, that that's the thing about it, right? Is is we know. Whatever crashed there wasn't what they said it was. Yes, that that's number one. Good. Yeah. Yep. That we we know whatever crashed there, whatever said it was, um, and Jesse Marcel, the guy who went to the actual crash, who was an Air Force um, officer. Yeah. Uh, his son said he's a, his dad actually brought some this wreckage home. Uh, and basically, what he said was he said he described it as containing Egyptian hieroglyphics. Or look what looked like Egyptian hieroglyphics, mm. uh, but they weren't animals or anything. They were they were just they were like mathematical equations. Mm. Uh, why the, why they're going around scrawling that on the side of their ship? I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's like hey, this is a bit, <laughs> this is a bit bland inside. What should we put on there? Ah, oh, just write some crap on the walls and be done with it. No one's going to see it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So basically. The, the interesting thing about this, though, is um, the symbols that are actually inside of the chip were squares, circles, and triangles, which uh, maybe means the aliens were PlayStation fans, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then we're going to bounce through. So you've got basically Roswell happened, and from there, you've got the belief that the, the Air Force or the American government has... Uh, a craft and they have alien bodies um, so uh, this is the start of the it's a cover up it's a cover up yeah. it's a cover up and then we jump on to um, we've basically got then Area 51 yeah uh, Mike they, what do you know about Area 51 I, I know a bunch but I, I want to go back because I'm watching it right now Hangar 1 the UFO files the mm -hmm. garbage I uh, I, I watched a long time ago. There is a rumor in this film that Jackie Gleason was sleeping very soundly and no. <laughs> and a drunk Richard Nixon called him and said, Hey, bro, we really got I, I want to show you something. So Gleason, of course, wakes up and Nixon comes and picks him up. And they're both getting hammered, driving. Like he shows up at the airport base and, like, the guy at the gate couldn't believe it. He's like, of course, Mr. President, come right in. And Nixon comes, uh, takes Jackie Gleason down to this basement. And he's like, you want to see aliens? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he showed him the aliens. He dropped him back off. And he said, if you ever speak of this, I'll have you killed. And like, <laughs> that's like a story from like 
out, out of this world story. So I thought that it, it's worth the watch. It's called Hangar One, the UFO Files. Just watch the first episode. The rest are literal, like, insane people. But this all has to do with presidential encounters, which I think is mm-hmm. fascinating. But can you just imagine, A, being Jackie Gleason, who I love, just getting a call from the president, like, dude, you want to see aliens? Like, how cool <laughs> would it be to be that famous? <laughs> and the first person you call is Jackie Gleason. But, yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, how... Um... How friendly were they? <laughs> Apparently, extremely good friends. I mean, but yeah. So, anyway. So you had him go, oh, Jackie, it's sticky. <laughs> yeah, I can't do the next one, but you can do it. <laughs> you want to come see some aliens with me? <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Down Zoom. <laughs> it's like, what if you're buying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, but oh great. One, I mean,. Uh, that's way more appealing to me. The, the, this whole idea of Area 51, um, I like. Because, like, that's where they house the aliens, okay? Like, this is a place where people, multiple people, as recently as two years ago, were going to storm it. <laughs> they were going <laughs> yeah. to Naruto run into Area 51. And this petition had two, like, millions of people saying they're going to do it. And so much so the military's like, do not do this. Like, if you come here, we're going to shoot you. And people are like, screw you, you can't kill all two million of us. And then the time came. And 12 people showed up and peacefully protested outside the gates, dressed up as aliens. And that was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of wish they had tried to storm it. <laughs> so why? I? I mean, but again, like, that would have been awesome. But that also would have been two million dead people because I'm pretty sure they'd be ready for it but yeah i don't think we're ever gonna find this out but no. talk to me about what you know about area 51 so i know area 51 is uh it's it's, it's a real base i know that it's called the, it's the groom lake base isn't it yeah and it's where they tested the u2 bomber uh it's been there for what 70 years i guess uh it's out in the remote part of nevada uh yeah outside of las vegas um, and a lot of a lot of towns make their living around this, yes. just being yeah. on the UFO highway or the extraterrestrial highway, mm-hmm. which is um, it's bizarre when you think about it. You've got these whole communities that are living and breathing off of pure tourism for Area 51. So anyone in those towns, they don't want this disproved that what's there isn't really there. Uh, their livelihoods, yeah. yeah. But there's all sorts of ships coming out of here saying. You know, uh, black bombers, stealth fighters, all these things are supposed to be there and uh, account for all, all the things people see. But I don't know, man. Uh, I, I would, now. If I had a choice, I would definitely want to go there and see what it's all about. Um, but it took how many years until they finally acknowledged, yeah, there's a base here? Like, oh, you're, you're talking uh, 50, 60 years, yeah. I think. They're like, no, it doesn't exist. No, it doesn't exist. We're going to storm it. Okay, it exists. Please don't come here. Like, <laughs> but it, now, what do you think's in there, man? Well, this is the thing. Uh, have you ever heard of the name Bob Lazar? Bob Lazania? No. That's like Bob, a, a fast food chain. <laughs> Bob Lazar. Uh, it's a documentary on Netflix oh, on him. Is this? Yes, I know this guy. This is the guy who oh, said he God. works there. Yeah, okay. Uh and to be fair on him, no, uh, don't. don't. <laughs> now, to to be fair on the guy, he he did he did predict when t- 
test flights happened and he got caught and arrested for it. Yeah. Um, so he kind of knew when these test flights were happening. Yeah, but, but he was also arrested for aiding and abetting a prostitution ring. Okay? Yeah. So let's... Hey, we've, we've all done crazy things. <laughs> like getting so drunk you see aliens, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he, he claimed that he was... Uh, yeah, he was studying the propulsion unit uh, of an antimatter reactor. And he called it Element 115 as yes. the fuel for it. And basically what it does is it creates its own gravity well and it then defies the gravity you're in. Mm-hmm. Um... So he claims he claims that was the actual power source for it, for it. Uh, and he said he saw it a couple of a ship a couple of times ships fly, like they they took them up testing them. Uh, he, he claims weren't as outrageous as people claimed. Apart from he did say about the energy source, um, he never he said he saw you know small chairs designed for smaller beings in these craft. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he he says he saw these things. He said he was working on it. Um, and he says when he was actually uh, outed, he, he read a doc. He read some documents, basically the the history of the craft. And apparently, these were designed to uh, catch employees out for blabbing by having different details laced through them. Um, mm-hmm. So each one would have a different detail, and whatever detail gets out, that's where it's come from. Um, I actually use the same technique at work a lot to see who's a snitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tweak stuff and you know, see what comes back to me. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, this guy so, also has claimed he, forever. He's like, yeah, I went to MIT and the California Institute of Technology. And he's claimed to be this brilliant mind. There mm-hmm. are no records for me, the place that even existed. So, like, I don't know. And he's been arrested for multiple things. Like, he sounds like a crackpot. Mm-hmm. Just going to say. I mean... He's a liar, so why am I going to believe him about this? I mean, it's a fascinating story, and he's talking stuff that I don't even know. What I, like what I would love to know is people that are in this field that have knowledge of all this BS that he's talking. Is it BS, or is this actually gravity amplifiers a thing? Gravity emitters on the lowest level, like are these actual things? Um, well, that is the thing, isn't it? It's like it's unprovable. It's- that's the thing everyone just keeps quiet on him no one's confirmed or denied anything it's just like like well we're not saying anything tea and grumpets you're you're gonna hear it first um i'm condemning him so there you go someone's finally spoken out i know uh, i might not be back next week because someone's gonna come and take me away but crackpot no I think they'd be pleased if you're condemning them. I think that's what they want. <laughs> okay. But I don't know. I can't prove or disprove freaking, uh, you know, gravity shields and, and stuff. Like, you know, I can teach you Mary had a little lamb. That's about it. But, <laughs> but this is the thing, though, right? If This is the thing about UFOs. Any of these claims are true, and it's fantastic. If one claim, one, one of these claims is true, then it's great. It's the yeah. most amazing thing to ever happen in humanity. Yeah, but, like... It's not confirmed. Like, so many people have had so many experiences. And, like, I'm not taking away their experience. Maybe they did. Maybe, Glenn, you did see aliens that night. We don't. We'll never know. Oh, no. They weren't aliens. (laughs) (laughs) But but there's no proof. There's just no proof. The closest thing we have to proof is the the damn Roswell. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't trust the guy that says, listen, (laughs) 
anybody that will listen out there, I have created something that mere humans can't. Gra gravity wells. I'd be like, you're nuts. You you've lost it. Show me. And he's like, sorry, I can't do that. It's top secret. I'm like, then you're full of garbage. No. So anyway, that's my rant. Like, it's unverifiable, wow. which means it's not scientific, which means it doesn't exist. Unidentified flying objects are unidentified. So it doesn't fall into science, which makes it so in compelling to think about. But um, however, yeah, however, however, what, are you going to justify US... this? No, no, no. The U.S. Air Force took it seriously enough that they set up a 19 year investigation into this. Do they like do it from the beginning? Like this is going to take 19 years? <laughs> no, they went from 1952 all the way up to 1970. Okay. 18 years. Just a bit over. Uh, to actually investigate what these were. And they basically investigated thousands and thousands and thousands of sightings and reportings. Mm -hmm. um, apparently they'd actually investigated 12,618 UFO reports. Okay. And they'd put them down to aerial phenomena, cloud stars, uh, misidentification. Flying However, yeah. yep. However, a few of them are actually classed as unexplainable. Of course, that's, that's this is the government saying we don't know what that is. Yes, but there's a difference between saying we don't know what that is, and it's a freaking alien in a UFO. Okay, that's Maybe the problem. It is. You just don't know. And, and listen to me carefully. If a UFO showed up. In the middle of the sky, you know what it is. You'd say, okay, disc, sure, alien in it, great. You know what it is. But if they truly don't know, then it's not then it's not the UFO that I associate with in my mind, okay? It, you have the broad category, category, I can't even speak today, I'm having a stroke. The broad category of <laughs> UFOs, you know, it could yep. be anything. It could be literally anything. And then we have what I associate in my mind as a UFO, which is the damn circle with a stupid alien in it. Okay? So the U.S. government, of course, they could say, yeah, we don't know what that is. But the general population then goes, it's a freaking alien. Okay? Yeah, of course they do, because yeah. people want some excitement in their life. Oh, of course. And so does Rob Lazar, who can create gra gravity emitters out of a potato. So, yeah. <sighs> Go ahead, Brian. So, you've got Project Blue Book. And one of the most famous, famous, famous cases to fall into Project Blue Book's lap is the Betty and Barney. <laughs> I always said it. I was going to say rubble then. <laughs> uh, the Betty and Barney rubble abduction. Um, <laughs> this yeah, is fascinating. This yeah, the, I'm excited for the it. Betty and Barney Hill abduction. <laughs> so, for people who don't know, it was this is up happened up in New Hampshire. Is that near you, Mike? No. Okay. So uh, September nineteenth, nineteen sixty-one. It's this is the first proper report of an alien abduction in the United States. Now, Betty and Barney were uh, uh, a mixed race couple, which apparently is controversial for the time it was at anyway. Um, and what happened is, is they're driving home. So they're driving home and Betty looks out of her window and they think they see what they observe to be a planet uh, looking out of there. 
and then she gets her binoculars out and she has a look and observes an ob-shaped craft uh, with lots of different colours across the face of the moon. So what she thinks is she thinks it's a UFO because her sisters told her she saw a UFO once uh, and she thought it maybe was a commercial airline traveller. However, she soon changed her mind because the craft decided to go, hey, they're looking at us. Let's go and have a look at them. So she quickly realised it was not a plane and they got back in their car and they decided to drive off. Uh, so they carry on driving uh, in a place called Franconia Notch in order to observe the object as it came even closer. And at one point, the object passed above a restaurant and signal tower on top of Canyon Mountain. So she thought it was one and a half times the length of a granite cliff profile which was 40 feet long and it seemed to be rotating so this thing is moving silently across the night sky uh, so what happens then afterwards is the this craft that's apparently hovered above their car and to cut a long story short it beamed them up uh, Barney claims to have seen 8 to 11 humanoid figures through the binoculars who were looking out the craft's window at him uh, and they got abducted. They got taken up uh, and what happens is and they got a message sent to them to stay where you are and keep looking and then they had people in glossy black uniforms and black caps. These sound a bit too human. Um, take them up into the craft and then they have missing time and then they're back in the car. So what happens there is this is the first direct report of a UFO alien abduction. Uh, there was a series of uh, hypnosis experiments carried out on them. And through hypnosis, they are able to tell a, an interesting story. So Betty phones an Air Force base to report the UFO incident. Uh, she does this quite a long time after the actual incident. So she does this roughly two days after the incident. She phones Pease Air Force Base. And she thought, these guys are going to think I'm crazy. So she didn't tell them all the details. So Or she's lying, uh, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So he wants to phone them. He phones her back for an interview. Uh, and he determines that the Hills have probably misidentified the planet Jupiter. Uh, and that's that. <laughs> so this is then passed over to Project Blue Book. And within days of the encounter, Betty starts reading UFO books. Hmm. Um, oh, God. So she starts reading UFO books borrowed from the local library. And the investigator, a chap called Webb, starts uh, interviewing the Hills. And the Hills relate all they can remember from the UFO encounter... Uh, and he starts saying Barney claims to have had a mental block and he can't remember some portions or he says he either can't remember or he doesn't wish to remember so Walter Webb cool name there um, he describes the craft and he describes these somehow not human characters and Webb is convinced enough that he thinks they think they're telling the truth whatever they saw is there so Betty starts having weird dreams and she starts writing down these dreams. So um, 
what they're having is lots of dreams where these things stop their car in various different manners and they take them away. Um, now, the, the one dream, they, they think they're actually taken inside a craft uh, and they are met by someone who identifies them as their leader and they were examined. So I'm not sure what's going on with these aliens examining stuff. Um, and then they're sent on their way. They're sent back down. You know, the, the cattle's left back. And yeah, so she claims to have picked up a book and asked if she could keep it. This is inside the UFO. And the leader said she could take it with her. Um, and then there was an argument on board. <laughs> and one of the other aliens said, no, she can't take that. She'll know we abducted her. <laughs> I kid you not. Um, and they took the book back off of her. And also they were using um, paper charts as well to actually, you know, show their uh, navigation patterns throughout the stars. So um, the technology is a bit conflicting here is the fact that maybe that's a human mind interpreting it. Or maybe um, it's a poor imagination. But you had a, a UFO with very, very interesting technology inside such as books and um, <laughs> paper navigation charts um, so the hills were trying to find the site they got, they got taken back to find the site where they thought they were abducted and they couldn't actually find it that's the thing they couldn't remember the exist. site um, the problem is there though is if you find the site then you could potentially run some tests on it you could check for radiation levels that kind of thing. So what happens next is they start getting hypnotised, and yeah, Barney. The good stuff comes out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is where Barney starts going into a panic, and he reports that he <laughs> saw six men standing in the dirt road. The car stalled, and three of the men approached the car. They told Barney not to fear them, and he was still anxious. However, he reported that the leader told Barney to close his eyes. And he said, it felt like the eyes had pushed into my eyes. So he, they pushed into his eyes with some sort of eye. Um, <laughs> There's so, a lot more. <laughs> yeah, there is There is a lot more. Uh, if, if you're on Wikipedia, I want you to go to the fourth paragraph in Barney's sessions. Yeah, uh, of... I, I, no, uh, and Mike's going to pick up what else they did to Barney. Oh, I'm so not Barney... going to read that in public. No, yeah. this is all you. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is um just read the damn paragraph it's, all right okay no, <laughs> so no, the, what I'll, happens I'll paste is the full one hold on yeah no, uh, okay there you go yeah so what happens is the men scraped his skin okay so but ba ba barney related that he and betty were taken onto the dish-shaped craft uh where they were separated and he was taken into a room by three men and told to lie on a small table and unlike betty uh, Barney's narrative of the exam was less detailed uh, as he tried to keep his eyes closed for most of the exam. Uh, for some reason, a cup-like device was placed over his genitals and he did not experience an orgasm, although <laughs> Barney's sure a sperm sample was taken. Um, and the men scraped his skin and peered in his ears and mouth and a thin tube or cylinder was inserted into his anus and quickly removed and someone felt his spine and seemed to be counting his vertebrae. Yeah. That's, that's a strange thing. 
<laughs> That's the straight thing, really. Yeah, like one, two, three, four. The vertebrae uh, is the straight yeah. thing. Just count it like a hand on your back, going one, two, three, and not a giant cylinder <laughs> being removed from your hand. <laughs> like uh, I just find it funny that the wife's like, "Yeah, I'm not quite sure about the exam," and Barney's like, "They shoved a cylinder in my anus, and they counted my vertebrae, and they they scraped my skin, like." Uh, Anyway, I, I, so it's, what happens is he uh, says so when they're talking to him, it's in English, and it's all under te- uh, telepathy, a word he didn't know. And they got taken from their ship to the car, chucked back in, and they pretty much said, See ya, and that was it. Uh, Betty started to say, uh, Star Map, so they kind of started elaborating on their details. Um, she started saying the star map was actually a hologram rather than a pull-down piece of paper. Um, so where they identified themselves coming from is uh, the... I don't know how to say this. Uh, it is the... Ready? <clears throat> Hang on a minute. It is the Zeta Reticuli system. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> okay. So that is where these aliens claim to have come from. Um, so they, they kind of lined up this map they drew with a, with a real star map. Now, hold so, on. They wouldn't give her a book. Now they're giving her a star map? Yeah, she, she remembered some of the star map. And some astronomers actually said, do you know what? This actually looks like this system. Um, so the aliens basically gave them their home address. <laughs> this is where we come from. The uh, Zeta Reticuli system. And that's that really is uh, that was their abduction. They got a couple of good books out of it. Well, you're, um, you're forgetting a very, very important part here. Go After on. these sessions, the guy doing the sessions said that Barney's recollection of the encounter was possibly a fantasy inspired by his wife's dreams. Okay? Like, th- this is all hogwash. This is all garbage. Okay? What about He's the like, anal probing? That's from his his wife's dreams. Apparently, she dreams weird stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to judge, but um, but here's what's interesting to me. Okay, if it was fabricated, right? Like this is the first alien abduction. I mean, this sets the precedent for another sixty years worth of things with anal probes and all this stuff. It's mm-hmm. like how screwed up in the head do you have to be to make this up? Coming from nowhere, like, would you sit there and plot and like, all right, we're going to tell the story. Let's come up with some things that happened. And having a cylinder shoved there is definitely not like one of the first things I would think of. Um, Like, how did they come up with this? Do they really think this is real? Obviously they do. Um, And I want to know their reaction when the guy doing the hypnosis session is like, yeah, that's just a fantasy. Like, think back to Ed and Lorraine Warren. Like, this is what yeah. it, it feels like to me. You know, these guys were just driving down the street. They're the only ones on this highway. Really? There's no other cars on a freaking highway? And, Apparently not. And then a UFO stops right in front of them where they're driving, and they magically get beamed up. No one else has seen this. Like, this is in a very populated place, and no one sees it? Like, how is it only these people saw it? How is it... Like, that's why it's unexplained. I understand that. But when the chief hypnosis person says, it's not real, what did they say? <laughs> like, you know, 
Uh, I'm baffled because it's so detailed from him and she doesn't know anything. Oh, there's a star map. Oh, I wanted a book they wouldn't let me. I, I don't know. I just can't buy this stuff. It's... Do you know one of my favorite, favorite um, things ever is uh, The Simpsons when Kang and Kodo <laughs> abduct Homer. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> and then he's like, do you want to probe me? And they're like, stop. We've reached the limit of what we can learn from human anal probing. <laughs> and then they, they spray him and he goes, oh, God, what are you spraying me with? And they go, rum, so no one will believe your story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's kind of what I always think about with our alien abduction is Kang and Kodos. Yeah. And, oh. But they, listen, there are people that, like, they have UFO conventions. Like, and people come and share their stories. Um, I, I don't know. But there are many of them. There's the Roswell UFO Festival, Alien Con, UFO Congress, Con... con Attacked in the desert, Ozark Mountain UFO Confederates, UFO Megacon. Like, I, I don't know. I, like now, I want to go to a, U, a UFO con or Alien con and like just hear, like, and, like I just can't imagine Glenn going to one of these places, hearing someone say all of this, and the crowd nodding, be like, "Oh yeah, man, that that was the same exact thing what I got up." Like, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking. Talking of similar abductions, yeah. We'll then move on to the famous one in the seventies is the Travis Walton abduction. Now oh, yeah. this is this was made into a film, uh, nineteen ninety three film called Fire in the Sky, which starred Robert Patrick of T uh, two fame. Oh. And according to Walton, he was a logger, and he worked up in the Apache Sitgraves National Forest. Why do in all these people work in places that don't exist? Uh, I work in the fire mountains of the Great Guantanamo Bay. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> what, who's yeah. a logger? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, what happened, what he claims is, is that basically they were riding back, and this, this saucer approaches them. And <laughs> hey, how Tra you doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Travis gets out of the truck, and he's hit by a beam of light that knocks him to the floor, and the other six men run away, or drive away very quickly, leaving him there. And he claims he was taken on the craft. He awoke in a hospital-like room, being observed by three short, bald creatures. And he claims they fought. He fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led Walton to another room, where he blacked out. And three other humans put a clear plastic mask over his face. Now, to me, he says he has no memory of anything else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later. Now, to me, this sounds like someone having a seizure and someone giving someone oxygen that's a good theory i like that yeah now this is just like it's just the whole putting a mask over the face getting oxygen into the body trying to stabilize someone but for um, five days yeah, maybe. well that's that's the thing you don't know maybe it's some makeshift hospital he was put there and you know what do they get up to in arizona three short bald creatures could be the gene pools not big enough it, um, it could be also willy wonka and the chocolate factory the way he describes yeah. it i mean we we just don't know so he wrote a book uh, called the walton experience uh, and he spent the rest of his life touring the ufo um conventions <laughs> yep he's, he's been doing this uh he's been touring the circuit and some people some people believe him some people don't um i just i just kind of think yeah maybe um there, there's so many of these though we could literally do an entire podcast 
forever on this subject. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that. Do you remember the poster? I feel like every kid in the '90s had it. Uh, the I want to believe, and there's just like, uh, yeah. like I want to believe. Of course, I want to believe that there's life out there. But considering there's almost no life, intelligent life here, mm-hmm. I have very, very little hope for the rest of the world. So, I don't know. I, I definitely want to believe it. But it's so outside the realm of possibility, these claims that people make, that I find it impossible. Um, it's entertaining. It's it's highly fascinating. I love watching this stuff. But I, I don't believe it. I, I just want to believe it. Like, I want Mars attacks to really happen. Oh, God, though. <laughs> okay? Like, that that's the hope here. Like, ack, ack. Like, I, I, I want that in my life. But ack, it's, ack, ack, ack. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> and if it does, I'll be the first. I'll be the guy to go greet the alien. It won't be the president. Well, maybe it will be the president. But I would be the second guy to go and start playing music and watch their <laughs> brains explode. But... Dude, I don't know. It's great to believe. It's wonderful to have these fantasies. And I'm sure there are UFOs out there, but they're not manned by ACAC. Okay? It's not happening. So Yeah, now, to chuck one into the mix from my neck of the woods before we go into the other subject we're going to be talking about. Yep. Is the, uh, is, uh, there was one that happened just up the road from me. It's very, very famous <laughs> with the Rendlesham Forest incident. The, the, the what? Ben Rendlesham Kenobi? Forest. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link now because I threw this one at you without preparing uh, you for oh, it. I, I'm not prepared for anything, especially aliens. But here we go. Right. So this is the Rendlesham Forest incident, and this is about 10 miles away from me. Now, what happened here is there were claims that a an alien ship actually landed here. I um, believe it based on the picture. I mean, based yeah. on the picture alone, I'm pretty sure Satan lives there. But okay. <laughs> Uh, so we actually had our own government say um, there was no threat to national security here Um, so what people have said it's either a fireball or a lighthouse or bright stars so what happened was is someone saw a metallic glowing object in the appearance of colored lights and as they attempted to approach the object it appeared to move through the trees and the animals on a nearby farm went into a frenzy um, so we've actually got a army person claiming to encounter the craft of unknown origin whilst in the forest, although this was actually after the incident. So a lot of people uh, have re- reported the lights, but they could have been lights from a lighthouse. They could have been from anywhere. Uh, however, the interesting thing was is there were actually some impressions left on the ground, and they're in a triangular pattern. And they burn marks and broken branches in nearby trees. Um, so the police thought they could have been made by an animal, um, making moving triangularly through the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then this is it. It was just they had a lot of people say they saw these. People still do tours here as well. People go for tours through the woods. Um, so, interesting. You know, yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd, so I'd go for a tour. I mean. You know, the, it's always funny how the people that report this then later change a lot of the stuff. Like, the, the woman who first reported the case is going on file saying, you know, uh, the puzzle still remains, but we can probably say that no unearthly craft was seen in Rendlesham Forest. Like, 
you're the one that reported it, and now you're like, eh, it probably didn't happen. And, like, <laughs> yeah. come on. And, like, possible hoaxes. Like, someone claimed that it was just a, re- a revenge plot. Like, I, I, I just want evidence. I want clear freaking evidence, okay? I, it's like, I, they got to you too, huh? It's yeah. not like that. It's not like that at all. And every <laughs> UFO video you see is taken by someone being tasered in water. Like, they can't hold on to it. Like, I haven't seen a recent UFO video. Then again, I don't really look for them. But all the ones in the 90s and all them is just, like, the worst quality footage. I want, like, 4K alien footage. Okay? (laughs) I'm going to type that in and see what comes up. (gasps) Nothing. Alien Covenant. (laughs) So, yeah. Like, that's what it's going to take for me. And... How about you? What is it going to take for you to start believing? Or well, you, you already do believe that there's other life out there. This is the thing. The, mm-hmm. the, the Rendlesham one, this is one of the first reportings of a black triangle. Now, the UFOs shifted shape in the 80s. They went from being discs to black triangles. And yep. you had a lot, of, a lot of black triangles being reported all over the place. Now, a lot of people tie these in with the actual uh, stealth bomber. Yes, of course. Or the F one 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 seven was it one one seven, and I think they were testing it at the time um, because there were a lot of reports in um, Iraq of this black triangle craft, which did turn out to be actually American aircraft. Mm. Um, but that's the interesting thing: is someone reports one thing, like oh, it was triangular shape, and all of a sudden everyone is reporting it. This is the shape. This is the shape. So I think what happens a lot is. Uh, this is pre-Google as well, is someone reports something, someone hears of it, they then think they've seen something, even if they haven't seen something, and there's not an ill intention on their part, they think they've seen something. And that's being fueled on by what they've read, what they've seen, what they've heard. Oh, this is what a UFO is. I probably saw a UFO. Bang. I'm seeing this UFO. And then the more people ask, the more story gets elaborated on because your brain ticks over and it starts filling in the blanks and the details until you've got a story where you were abducted and you spent 10 years on a craft and you're communicating with Zachron from uh, Zeta Gralios 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, memories are like the least reliable thing that we have. Yep, you cannot trust a memory. No, not at all. But no. th- this was an interesting one, though, with the lighthouse there, too. It's like... I'm interested in the one, and there is one on that UFO files where like 50 people saw it, mm-hmm. and like I know Kelly watched it. I'm pretty sure you might have watched it a while back. Like 50 people are just like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, we saw this thing in the sky. Um, That's not explain mysteries. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was oh, unsolved God. mysteries. That's what yeah. it was. It's unsolved mysteries. I was crying when one of the one of the guys was like. I was working on my art, and I was working in uh, the crayon medium at the time. And it's like, <laughs> you were six and using crayons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so easy to laugh. It's so easy to laugh. But, again, I want to believe. Just give me some damn evidence. And when the government is covering up things like they did with Roswell, with all of that, it sparks the fire of the curious mind. And... We all want to believe that there's something else out there. You know, that gives us hope. But it makes it really hard to believe when you're like, well, they shove stuff up my butt and, you know, uh, I appeared five days later on a highway. Like, 
it doesn't sound plausible. So, for me, it's a, a grumpet. I, I, I want to believe, but I, I just want some evidence. And, like, the physicist guy that we were talking, like, or, or the cheat, or the, the guy that was in a prostitution ring, like, he's as close as someone that I would, like, believe. But the random guy in the middle of Death Valley, like, claiming to see flying saucers, no. Like, yep. like if Stephen Hawkins is like, all right, this is what I saw, this is what it is. Like, sure. But I guess, <laughs> I, I, I guess the, the whole moral of the story is they are not picking good people to abduct. Now, like, talking th- Stephen Hawkins, is he had an interesting theory yes. on alien life. Yeah, let's hear it. And it was... Um, he does well and truly believe in alien life, or he did believe in alien life while he was still with us. Yes. And he also thinks we should not be sending signals out into space because we're pretty much broadcasting our home address. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's got a point. He's like, well, you've used your mathematical scientific brain there to determine that. Now, it, to be fair, he's not going to know any more than me or you. That's that's just a, a fact. Uh, he but he's a hell of a lot smarter, yes. Yeah, he's a hell of a lot smarter and he has an opinion. And his opinion is... Mathematically, it's probably probable there is, and we shouldn't be sending out our uh, address into space. Um, very good point. Yes, a very good point. Unfortunately, we didn't listen, and on Voyager, we mm-hmm. sent out the Golden Record. Yep. Now, the Golden Record, for those that don't know, and they just re-released it with Stephen Hawking's like blessings, has... Uh, images, sounds, movies, and greetings from Earth, and like some of the music, it really. I, I watched a whole documentary just on this, and it was fascinating. They tried to include every, as much of as they could, diverse musicians. So you have Bach, all right. You have a, a song from Chuck Berry. You have a song from China from someone in a town just singing. So they have, like, tried to captivate everything. A string quartet, um, Stravinsky, like, everything. And then they on the images, this is where it kind of freaks me out. Like, they put Earth, they put the exact coordinates where we are in space, they put our DNA, mm-hmm. they put pictures of babies, um, an island, uh, a marathon, people eating bacon, like... All these things on the sounds, they put volcanoes, earthquakes, wind, rain, dogs, fires, trains, and greetings. They, they wrote a whole bunch of them. So And I'll put those in, actually. I'll put the one at the end of this podcast. You can actually listen to the... Uh, we'll put it in English. We'll put the greeting Yeah. on that. Um, yeah, so we didn't listen, and that's probably by now it's like gone or disintegrated but that's out there someone could find it um and if they did we could be in really really big trouble or they could be like oh we have all that let's skip this one so yeah uh that that is the thing though isn't it it's um we we have broadcast out there we've sent greetings now mike answer me this right yeah voyage is still going it's it's just got left our solar system so it's, it's gone through the edge of a solar system that's now in deep space why did we put it on there? In hopes did we... Mm. No, go ahead. Did we put it on there in the idea that it will be what's left of our civilization if we don't make it? Or did we leave it there for someone else? I think the initial intention was to leave it there for someone else. But yeah, it's probably a good idea because the way the world is going at this point, it's not going to be much longer. So I think it serves as a time capsule for our race mm-hmm. as a whole. 
I wish they would have included the bad stuff because it, it paints a very beautiful picture that there are so many beautiful things like out there, which there are. But I, like, if I wanted to meet alien life, I'd put the most horrific stuff to, or I didn't want aliens to come and destroy us. I put like horrific stuff on there, so they'd be like, "Ah, uh, yeah, we don't want to go there." But I, I think it's more of a homage to what we are capable as humans, and this is the best we've done so far please come help us because we could surely use it what do you think is it like a, a timestamp uh, or a time capsule i think it's a timestamp. i don't think anyone that finds it um when they trace it back to where it's come from is just going to find archaeology sites yep well interesting that's, thoughts that's yep. pretty much it but uh we may, may do another one of these. There's so much we can cover on the UFO topic. This is merely a little flick for a quick timeline of UFOs, but I would love to cover some more incidents in a bit more detail and discuss them. Yeah. Um, and if you've been abducted by aliens <laughs> <laughs> or have any thoughts you'd like to broadcast to us, you can reach us on social media platforms uh, on Twitter at tgrumpetspod. You can email us, tgrumpetspod at gmail.com. Or you can... Um, leave us an audio clip or a telepathy clip. You <laughs> oh, could just feed oh, yeah. it into our brains. <laughs> um, but for this week, I have been Glenn, and I have been Mike. And we will take care. Good luck, and keep looking up to the skies. Silima Hemen Oitinis poteste chairete Aerenikos prosphilus elelithamen philoi Paz e felicidade a todos Gotwai Homa Tuk Gotwai Ping on Gin Hong Fai Lok Adanish Lushulmu Zdrastuite Privetstuu Vas Sawadi Kasahai Naitorni Pon تحياتنا للأصدقاء في النجوم يا ليت يجمعنا الزمان. سالوتر لاتوات اللومة. بونجور تول موند. ماي لاكنيا. شالوم. أولا يسالودوس أتودوس. سلامت مالام حديرين سكاليان. Selamat berpisah dan sampai bertemu lagi di lain waktu. Ashuli. Namaskar. Bishe Shantihok. Salvete qui cumque estis. Bonam erga vos voluntatim abemus et pacem per astra ferimus. Shalam. Hartelijke groete aan iedereen. Herzliche Grüße an alle. Assalamu alaikum. Ham zamin ke rehne walo ki taraf se aapko khush amdeed kehte hain. Chân thành gửi tới các bạn lời chào thân hữu. Sayın Türkçe bilen arkadaşlarımız sabah şeriflerinize hayırlı olsun. Konnichiwa. O genki desu ka?
धरती के बासियों की ओर से नमस्कार Hälsningar från en dataprogrammerare i den lilla universitetsstaden Ithaca på planeten Jorden. درود بر ساکنین ماورای آسمان ها بنی آدم از آوی یک پیکرند که در آفرینش یک گوهرند چوز وی به درد آورد روزگار دیگر روزها را نماند قرار Želimo vam sve najlepše sa naše planete. Surđio Tarokaro, Trutio Groho, Prutiviru, Biso Bromhannoro, Odivasi Manonku, Obinandana. Muslajo Mutjavanto Vensijeno, Mukamava Vemirembe Vrđu. Namaskar, ja Prutviti Lok, Tumara Tenče, Šubovičar Pahlotad, Arni Tenči Iča Aahe, ki Tumi Ja Dženmi, Dhanja Ho. Taikong Bengju, Nin Ho, Nin Ja Babe, Üdvözletet küldünk magyar nyelven minden békét szerető lénynek a világegyetemen. Namaszté! Teligumartlade gyanomorlincsimmal szubakhangsla. Milik szátelet, sejme vám senélepcsi. Namaszté! Kannadigara paravági szubáságalú. Szablogane maro ramram ponce, hama atherazi kusiha, toma atherazi kusirezo. Hello from the children of planet Earth. 